Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Lawrence Killerbrew, a.k.a. L.K. L. Boogie, whatever you want to call me. But we're back with another episode of the Comedy Hustle Podcast. Yeah, we're still rolling. I'm still here. Uh, I think I finally found out a, a routine to my podcast. I think I'm going to start, well, I ain't say I think, I know that I'm going to be dropping them every Monday. You know, uh, Sundays... I usually do shows from Thursday to Saturday, and Sunday is usually my travel day, and then uh, I'm chilling and preparing for the week, and I have time to record, so that's going to be my routine. I'm going to record on Sunday, edit, and then post on Monday, so look forward to episodes of the Comedy Hustle podcast every Monday. Yes, I finally found a routine, man, but we're growing. Once again, thank you for everybody who has tuned in today and everybody had tuned into other episodes and continue to help the podcast grow thank you very much a uh, little update with me uh this past weekend i was in st louis um i was performing at the helium comedy club I had a great time it was actually my first time in st louis crowds were amazing the city was uh dope i got some sightseeing in but uh, i enjoyed it um talk about that more later on and my vlog, I'm starting up a vlog also. Yes, I'm clicking, I'm kicking out content, y'all. Kicking it out, I'm about to start a vlog on my YouTube channel. It's kind of going to be the same thing, you know, but it's going to be a visual. You can actually see me, and I'm just going to be talking about various subjects. And that's more going to be more of a personal vlog. You know, I'm going to be talking about, you no. Know, my daily day routine like shit that i go through during the day and some deep issues that i want to talk about you know everything isn't about jokes all the time but that's what's going to be on the blog so look forward to that i'm probably going to start that next week and that i'm probably record episodes this whole week and start posting them next week so look out for that on uh my youtube channel but right now we're talking about the podcast yes and um, today's topic, we're talking music. We're talking music. And I came up with this topic actually today when I was on a plane and I was sitting next to an individual and we were just having a random conversation and she was telling me that she couldn't find anything to listen to. You know, she was like, there's so many, so much music. She don't know what she want to listen to on a plane. And she kind of like asked my opinion. And then we just started talking about music and about our, you know, top albums of all time. And she had a funny, not a funny, but she had an interesting topic about music. When she was saying her top albums to listen to all the way through. And I thought that was dope because that's how I basically say an album can be a classic or not. As if you can listen to it from start to finish without clicking or skipping any songs. So, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about my top three albums that you can listen to from start to finish. Now, I don't want to say this is my top three albums of all time, because it's not. These are my top three albums that I can listen to from the first song to the last song and be rocking out every single one. Okay? So, I don't want to hear people hit me up. How the hell you put that in your top? No. It is my top three albums to listen to all the way through. 
and I'm gonna do rap and I'm gonna do R&B. So um, let's do it. I'm gonna go from three to one. I'm not going to do my number one first. I'm gonna go three, two, one. So let's do rap first. Um, number three on my rap albums is Jay-Z's The Black Album. Yes, this album came out to uh, November 14th, 2003. And to me, I think it's Jay-Z's best album. Besides Reasonable Doubt, I think it's his best album. He had notable producers like Kanye West, Timbaland, uh, the Neptunes, Rick Rubin, you know, so forth and so forth. It was uh, his top selling album in the 2000s. He had a movie to go along with it that kind of documented his uh, supposed to be last concert in uh, Madison Square Garden, which was dope as shit because I was there. Yes, that shit was crazy. I've never seen a concert that turned up before. So maybe that has some effect on it. But from top to bottom, man, like you can't tell me a corny or a song that you can't listen to. Uh, my favorite song on the whole album, of course, is What More Can I Say? Uh, I think that album, that track is sick. I mean, he go he went ape shit on that track. What more can I say? But, I mean, other notable songs on there, um, Encore, that's my hype song, too. Like, when I'm before a show and I'm listening to an album, that is definitely my go-to song to get me hype. Encore. Change Clothes, Dirt Off My Shoulder, uh, Moment of Clarity, 99 Problems. I thought that song was creative as fuck. The way he put it together, playing two different roles on each. Crazy. Uh, Justify My Thug, Lucifer, Allure. I mean, it's not a track on here you can't listen to, man. From top to bottom, 56 minutes of fire. So, yeah, that's my number three. Uh, number two... Uh, I'll, uh, rap album that I got on there is Mace Harlem World. Yeah, yeah, Mace Harlem World came out October 28th, 1996. Uh, it's uh, first solo CD, I think it went 11 times platinum. Um, yeah, I think that's another CD that I can listen to from start to finish. That's when that was back in the day when. When Cats was putting songs on there, he had 20 songs on his CD. Now you get a CD, it got 11, 8, 9. Like, nah. Back then, Cats was putting out music. And they had 20 songs you can listen to from start to finish. That's pretty dope, man. Uh, my favorite track on there, of course, is Feel So Good. When I saw that video, I definitely wanted to get me a shiny suit. I just could never find it. But if I would have found one, Y'all definitely would have seen me in the club with the shiny suit on. Feel, feel. Oh, man. I don't, it was crazy. Um, but that is um, definitely one. Uh, some of the notable songs in there also. What You Want featuring Total. 24 Hours of Live featuring The Locks. Uh, Why You Want to Hurt Mace. Jealous Guy featuring 112. Uh, um, Look At Me featuring Puff Daddy. Where They Die For You, featuring Puff Daddy, uh, The Locks, Lil' Kim. Uh, it was dope. You know what I really like about this city also? Was the interludes. 
Oh man, I love like little skits in between the songs. You know, like the Mad Rapper, the one where he was talking to the white girl, um, the one with the boy called his phone. He was like, "Yo, don't give my girl your number no more, man. My kids like you. They listen to you." But don't give my girl your number no more, man. Mace was like, what? Man, listen, man, listen. You wild, easy to get, son. Like, that joke was crazy, man. But Harlem World is definitely an album that I will always be able to listen to from start to finish without skipping a song at all. Okay, here we go. Now we at number one. I, I should insert a drum roll like... That was that was the weakest drum roll ever. That was like a gay ass drum roll right there. <laughs> hmm, excuse me. But here we go. My number one My number one rap album of all time that I can listen to is T.I. King. Yeah man. T.I. King came out March 28, 2006. Uh, he won a Grammy for uh, Best Rap Solo for What You Know. Uh, I mean, this album came out with the movie ATL, and it was definitely one of the reasons I wanted to move to ATL. Watching that movie and then listening to this album, I was like, man, I want, I want to move. I want to go down to ATL, the dirty, dirty, and live. You know what I mean? I used to wear my hat cocked to the side a little bit like T.I., man. But uh, some notable songs on this CD, um, What You Know, of course, Live in the Sky featuring Jamie Foxx, Why You Wanna, Top Back, I'm Straight, uh, Straight Up Guy, Stand Up Guy, I'm sorry, The Good Life, Hello, uh, Bankhead, you know, it was just it was just a crazy album. I think definitely uh, T.I.'s best work to date. I don't think he has an album better than this one. Um, and I always can listen to it. I don't care what time of the day it is, what I'm doing. I can let that CD play and be rocking the whole way through. So those are my top three. You know, number one is T.I. King. Number two is Mace Harlem World. And number three is Jay-Z's The Black Album. Those are my top three rap albums to listen to from start to finish. Now, let's go to R&B. Uh, I'm an R&B dude. Uh, later on in my age, I found myself listening to R&B music more than I listen to rap music. I don't know if that's just an age thing, getting older. I don't know what it is, but I do. I find myself always listening to R&B. So here we go. My top three R&B albums to listen to from start to finish. Number three is Donnell Jones, Where You Wanna Be. I don't know if anybody remember this album. But it was a, uh, it was dope to me. It was a dope, dope album. Um, I don't know how it sold over one million copies. You know, it came out October twelfth, uh, nineteen ninety nine. You know, so I don't. And it was Donnell Jones's most successful album to date. You know, uh, notable tracks on there. Shorty got her eyes on me. Where I want to be. Have you seen her? Uh, all her love, it's all right. Think about it. He won't hurt you. Like, dope. Smooth album too. It's a very smooth album. It's one of the albums that 
you could be doing some work and you just put it in the background and it doesn't distract you too much but it's very soothing you know it's a very cool album it's not you know real uh i don't know like bangy bangy i don't know if that's a way to describe it but it's a very smooth easy on the ears album uh yeah that's number three number two is yes uh it's, it's 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 a hard it's a hard two very hard too because um i really like this album a lot but i just can't put it over my number one and when i tell you my number one you'll understand why but uh life jennings two six eight one nine two yeah man this album came out august 17 2004 uh it was his debut album sold over a million copies uh one of my favorite songs on the cd is must be nice and uh, the way you, the way I, the way I feel about you. I think this album was creative as fuck. You know, just documenting from him coming out of jail to you know trying to. It basically tells a story the whole way through, and I think that's what's so creative about it. You know, uh, another person who does that is uh, the girl who did uh, my boo. I can't pronounce her name. I don't want to say it and fuck it up. But not my boo. Booed up. Her albums are like that too, and I think that's dope. When you tell a story from beginning to end, each song is intertwined from the song before. And that's exactly what he did with this. It starts with him getting out of jail, trying to re-enter himself back into society, meeting his ex, you know, dealing with someone he used to deal with before he went to jail, kids, you know, church. It just touches on everything, man, and I think it's... A dope album, a very, very well listened album. Like, you can really listen to this album and get into it. And you can always play it. And that's one of the albums I always go to when I just want to hear some smooth R&B and I don't have to skip a song and just listen to it all the way through. Life Jennings 268192. That's my second uh, favorite album listen from start to finish. And number one. Yes, number one R&B album of all time for me to listen to from start to finish. This might be my number one album of R&B album of all time. It's definitely one of my top five albums. Period. Like including R&B, rap, in any category. Like this is one of the top albums. Period. And that is Usher's Confessions. Yeah. Came out March 23rd, 2004. Sold over 1.1 million copies. It was basically pushed by drama of him cheating on Chili. And what, what can I say, man? What can I say about this album, man? If you don't think this album is great, you have lost your rabbit-ass mind. I mean, you cannot... Like, you cannot tell me a corny or whack song on this album. This is... 22 songs of straight fire straight fire like crazy start to finish start to finish i'm not even including the 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 bangers like you can this this how you know this album is dope because you can take out the bangers and this album will still be the shit you know what i'm saying you can take out 
Mabu, Burn, Confessions, and you still got tracks like Superstar, Caught Up. Uh, this is dope, man. Dope. Dope. I, I swear I listen to this CD at least once a week. Once a week I listen to this CD. Because that's how dope it is. But yeah, that was it. That's my top top three rap and R&B albums that I can listen to all the way through. Let's just recap again my rap. Number one is T.I. King. Number two is Mace, uh, Harlem World. Number three is Jay-Z's The Black Album. R&B, number one is Confessions. Number two is uh, Life Jennings. Number three is Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. I think I got some dope albums. Some dope albums, man. I really do. But the main focus is just these are albums that I think you can play from start. Just put it in, push play, and let it rock out. And not skip a song. I think that's most important when it comes to... That's also one of my... Uh, criteria for classic albums like you can't have a classic album if you have to skip a song like every song has to be a banger you know I'm not saying that these are classics because these are just my faves but you know some of these aren't classics to you know like billboard standards or whatever but you know they real good listens to me you know so that's it that completes another episode of the comedy hustle podcast I thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Look forward to us every Monday dropping the episode. And um, that's it. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I'm out here. Chill. Peace.